Hello, and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is Greg from the Recalibration Matrix. How are you doing? Good, Lexa. How are you? Doing okay. For those who don't know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I am the co-host uh, of Recalibration Matrix, a uh, a podcast for Marvel Crisis Protocol that's kind of focused on... Uh, the fluff side, connecting the like the comic arcs with the actual game itself. So our format is is, you know, we Jay and I will read a comic arc uh, from Marvel and we'll discuss it, and then we'll dive into the character and kind of what makes them tick and how we think best to use them and go against them. So mm-hmm. it's kind of that that like that cross post between competitive and casual. But um, one of the things Jay and I realized is that like so many people are, are getting into this, this Marvel crisis protocol from like the movies right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I worked in comic shops all through college and I grew up a little comic nerd. And so um, I, I brought that, like that comic knowledge background and Jay had not read like Jay had basically read like no Marvel comics before we started. Mm-hmm. And so Jay is very fresh and he's very opinionated and he, um, he has not grown up with comics like I have. Yeah. And so, uh, but Jay is also a very competitive minded player um, personally. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm no slouch at being a terrible competitive player myself, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we, 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 we got kind of get this fun cross hair and uh we we have a patreon and we've actually suspended fees right now because we are not as consistent as we want to be we so right now if you find our patreon it is free so join us and give it a listen before we have to start uh monthly fees again (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i have two questions for you go i'm coming out of that uh one as as a fellow comic book fan i have to ask how do you feel about house of x Oh, I am a huge... So, Jonathan Hickman is such a, like, an icon for me in comics right now. Mm -hmm. And I love how no matter what he writes, he turns it into, like, a science fiction epic. Yeah. And so he has completely reinvented the, like, what the X-Men and mutants in general are doing. I (laughs) love all the modern... um, mutant stuff oh yeah i i wasn't the hugest fan of their their uh their x of swords thing because it was so weird like it set itself up like it would be like a big tournament and then there were literally like some rounds of the tournament that were one page and then the round was over and i was like this is so weird um but at the same time like i i am i'm loving it like it's a whole big status quo for the mutants mm-hmm. and it is very it incorporates like a lot of the really old elements right like the island they live on is from the original appearance of like the diverse x-men that were brought in to kind of replace the entirely white team yeah. and then they kind of integrated them together mm-hmm. um and then you have like deep dives like um they they finally got to admit that Mystique and Destiny are married. Oh yeah, that was something that was something Marvel wouldn't let Chris Claremont do. And now Mystique is like going to my burn. Fucking, going... She will fucking burn this island to the ground if you don't bring my wife back to life. Yeah, uh, and there's there's shit like uh, they, they. I love how they accepted that like the only mutant that they couldn't get in line was Sabretooth, and they just like are torturing him forever. 
mm-hmm. is their solution, and it's like, oh, great, that's fun. And I, I uh, love, I love Emma Frost and Kate Pride becoming best friends. That's a, best friends is a stretch. I would say, I would say they are, they are working frenemies. They have a strong working frenemy relationship. They're great. They're. There was that, like, one where they, like, tortured a character into, like, making him crippled. Yes. And, and I thought that was, like, whoa, okay, he deserved it, but okay. Uh, so it's – but but at the same time, right, like, uh, Joss Whedon, when he wrote Astonishing X-Men, he put a lot of work into showing that Kitty Pride is a fucking badass. Oh, yeah. Like, she would do shit, like, in a fight. She, like, would grab someone and just sink them into the ground and leave them there. And she was like, I won. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think all the new all the new X-Men stuff is very good. I, I think if I had to make a complaint, it would be that sometimes if I was buying these comics weekly, it would be hard to keep track of all of them. But on Marvel Unlimited, right, I'm just reading everything as it comes out. And that's perfect. Yeah. Well, so it's it's I'm buying most of it because I'm still a physical comics nerd. Okay. Um, and I'm, so, I'm so... the new systems in place for buying comics and or organizing a pull box are so easy. Good. Um, because they at least my comic book store is now using the online pull boxes from uh Diamond Publishing. So that you can adjust what you're pulling and what you're not pulling at home. So you don't even have to go to the store. Gorgeous. I love that. And like, like I know that when we worked, when I worked at comic shops, it was basically like people would pick up their pull and then they'd put like half of it back on the shelf and you would just be like, yeah, that's fine. Um, Just the way comics work. So that's nice. I love that. Yeah. Um, And then... Because I'm a big fan of stuff outside of the mainstream. What is your favorite non-Big 2 comic out there? Non-Big 2 comic. Uh, okay, so I'm a, I am really love Invincible. Mm. Um, and, and, like, anything by Robert Kirkman is really fun. I've been reading Oblivion's Song, which is, uh, it's, it's, have you, have you, are you familiar with it? No. It's, so it's a, in the, in the modern world, suddenly the city of Philadelphia like a huge chunk of Philadelphia is swapped with an alternate universe. And so basically a giant kaiju and an alien atmosphere appears in Philadelphia and like 300,000 people disappear into this alternate reality. And so like the military has to come and kill this kaiju, but that's not the biggest problem. The biggest problem is that 300,000 Americans disappeared Mm -hmm. and it's about it it starts like five years later. Yeah. And basically everybody's given up on finding these people, but there's a scientist who's developed like tell like technology so he can he can go into the alternate universe mm-hmm. and save people. And it's about his quest to like save as many people that have survived. Um and there's there's a lot of really great stuff. So like his brother's stuck there and so it's kind of this personal quest. Mm-hmm. Um and then it, it builds up, but like eventually you find out that there's a there's a sentient race on the other side that is trying to escape um and and find an escape from their universe. Uh and so it builds and it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool, like weird science fiction comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That, um, that sounds interesting. But uh, this is something I recommend as well. Uh, there is a comic called Pride of Baghdad, and mm. it's a it's a graphic novel that takes place during the U.S. bombing of Baghdad, and it yeah. follows um, it follows a, a, some lions that escape from the zoo that we bombed, and they're it's it's kind of it's not a war comic, but it kind of is obviously yeah and it's it's very very touching and very much a an alternate look at like the cost of modern day war and the you know i would recommend that as well so i've brought this up on the show before but my what i studied in college with the cross-section i'm getting deep here you feel it right oh yeah well no so what i studied in college uh with the cross-section between (laughs) modern warfare and media specifically television (laughs) So it's like I am on that wavelength already. Mm-hmm. Um, but like non-big two stuff, I have to mm-hmm. shout out Witchblade because that is my trash. God, <laughs> I, 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 I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. I uh, I was I was always a Darkness fan. Mm. And uh, well, they got my, married at one point. Gram- I used to live with my grandma for a while. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And but my my grandma would like tear shit like that up if I ever brought it home. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Too much. Too much boobies. Of course. <laughs> um. Then have do you know about the Archie Horror brand? I am familiar with the stuff they've been doing recently. Uh-huh. I haven't read any of it myself. Okay. So there is one called Blossom Six Six Six. Where the Blossom Twins, uh, Cheryl and What's-His-Face Who Dies in the first episode of Riverdale, uh, are competing with each other to become the new Antichrist. That sounds so ridiculous. It is. It's amazing. so So is this... So if you've seen the Archie TV show... Is this related to that? No, it's not officially related okay. to Riverdale. Um, okay. This is along the same brand that made the the comic book version of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Gotcha. Okay, this is so weird. I, I just, I don't know what to think of this, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, what? Okay. <laughs> they also did uh, Archie vs. Predator. <laughs> does, does Archie win? Uh, Betty and Veronica win. Archie dies, oh but God, Betty and Veronica win. All right, great. Sounds good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay, fine. That's fine. That's I like it. It's just, it's just funny, and I'm just, I'm not sure if I would spend money on these, you know. So it's it's along the same vibe. Okay, this is going to be a deep cut, but. There is a book called Gossip Girl Psycho Killer, which is written by the same author as the original Gossip Girl books. That is a retelling of the first Gossip Girl book if all of the characters were psychotic murderers. Alright, okay. <laughs> I have a it's thing so for weird. this type of jank. Alright, that's, I mean, sure. No kink shaming here. Yeah. But it's it, it is so weird and amazing at the same time. But we have gone on a long digression. 
Okay. Yeah, wait, what are we here to talk about again? I don't know. You're supposed to tell me who we're talking about this week. So who did you bring? Okay. Okay, I brought probably one of my favorite characters that was originally one of my least favorite. Uh, so I brought Groot mm. to talk about. The tankiest um, and... man in the game. Well, so far, yeah. I, they just did the panel to play for Lizard, and I was reading that, and I was like, oh, if he's a three-pointer, he might uh, he might give Groot run for his money. But He's yeah, a spider-foe. I mean, so... He's a spider-foe. He's going to be four points. It's the land of four-pointers. Yeah, apparently. Um, yeah, no, it's... I, I was even like, how funny would it be if Lizard was like a five-pointer who was just incredible? Um but yeah, I think he's gonna be four points as well. But um, so Groot Groot's package, right, is really boring at first. He's he's got the shortest card stats of like anybody. <laughs> so much free space like, that they're not using for extra art. Yeah, right. They could just put. I mean, Groot. How cool would it be if Groot's art went all the way down? Yeah, he's um he's big. Mm-hmm. So Groot. Groot is one of those characters that, like, when I read the original Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, which was actually, like, you know, in the Annihilation, and it was, like, building from that, um, Groot started out as a as a kaiju, basically, mm-hmm. in Marvel Comics. He was he was the, the terrifying monstrosity from Planet X who attacked Earth all the time, and then they kind of, like, changed him, but he was still huge. He's, like, I think he's, like, 30 feet tall in the original um comics he's in and then he gets he basically like covers an entire you know enemy tower to destroy it like he grows and covers it and then rocket like saves a little piece of him that grows into a big Groot that like we see in the movie Mm -hmm. uh so i i love the idea of just he's he's big as shit and he just goes in there and he takes damage until he dies but he he fucking he does something right Mm -hmm. he will get his points worth and so i think a lot of people look at groot and they're just kind of unimpressed right he's got a boring strike i am groot is a good attack except it's too expensive it costs six and the problem with him, with it costing six, is that Groot is a character that your opponent either totally ignores and never attacks, or they go all in and they, they kill him. Um, and so Groot's this really interesting character. Um, I think he's got a, an energy weakness of two, and people people saw energy weakness of two as like a huge downfall for a while. Yeah. Venom has it as well, and Venom makes up for it in that he can counterattack. Um, and, and he, he has lethal like, protector. He hits like a Mac truck. Yeah, exactly. And, and Venom also has pretty accessible healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think really, when I'm playing Groot, I am basically walking up the board with him and trying to score two points a turn. And if Groot can score two points a turn and not die... And he can just sit there, and he can use Living Plant if you damage him. Um, or, my favorite thing, you just drop Root on everybody. Yeah. Um, it Root is such an incredible uh, power against certain teams. Yeah, I got um, to use it drop... on a Doctor Strange earlier in the week. Oh, yeah, right. Like, if you put Root on Doctor Strange, on Thanos... Uh, if you put Root on Vision, uh, Loki, there Enchantress. are so many characters. 
Magneto. Um, so, and there are so many characters now that are more technical than we realize. Oh, because yeah. if you put root on them, they are all of a sudden not worth their points. Oh yeah. Um, and and so Groot going to the center and being like, "Hey, if you come near me, I'm gonna root you." Um, or if you try to attack me, you're probably not gonna kill me, and I'll just heal because healing three damage for two every turn, like he. He med packs himself twice if he gets mm -hmm. to six damage. Yeah. Um, and then he has two more to root you. Right. It's very cool. It's a very useful kit. His downside is that he, he, other than those two things, rooting people and just healing himself, he's not that good. Uh, he is. He's a short mover. He's like I said, that energy weakness is kind of killer. Um, but with seven stamina on both sides mm -hmm. i actually don't i actually don't think it's that easy to kill him with energy attacks mm -hmm. um I've, I've had this conversation before several times but there are certain characters that it looks like they have 10 to 14 stamina but in reality in a real game they'll probably be closer to like 20 or 22 stamina and groot's <laughs> definitely one of them oh yeah so if if you said like oh hey here's a here's an incredible hulk for of worth of stamina but he's only three points all of a sudden it's looking a lot more um a lot more friendly and so what i like to do with groot like i said is i, I first turn you double move him and you get him into a position where he can score two points right mm -hmm. whether that's on a picking up a senator or just going into gamma and and may, being that extra character in the middle that your opponent has a hard time removing mm -hmm. uh i think all of those are fair uh he is he is a, a a road bump for your opponent, mm -hmm. and so you want to you want to bring other things that they struggle with, right? Like you need to build a team where the other characters are doing all the work, and Groot is just a problem that your opponent has a hard time overcoming. So, do we just want to be mean to superpower teams? I mean, that is one way to do it. If you can slap Root on as many people as you can, if you can get them in a Loki bubble, um, if you can... Like, it's, it's one really nice way to build it. And now, we have an affiliation that also, that includes Loki, that does not mind someone just standing on a point. No. No, we, it really doesn't. And, and it, they love tanky shit. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So, for those at home who are kind of not catching what we're dancing around, Sin Cabal um, loves people standing on point, people sta standing near objectives. Mm -hmm. um, they keep priority really well, which is, yeah. um, I think, always something useful. And they have Loki in affiliation, so that Loki bubble plus group means really annoyed opponents. Mm-hmm, for sure. So that is definitely one direction we could go. I don't think it's the only one. Um, I think uh, Groot is also very good in a wide criminal syndicate list. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I think if you're building criminal syndicate with um, characters that are a little bit more... that With other characters that are going to be handling the moving and the attacking, it, it becomes really good. Mm -hmm. um, I... 
I actually had an idea for a criminal syndicate list where Groot holds a point and Black Dwarf goes up to take the damage that might be directed at Groot. Mm -hmm. So you have two characters potentially scoring points and that are really hard to remove from the field. Uh, while then you can have Kingpin and like Taskmaster uh, and I mean hell crossbones or bullseye. I, I really like bullseye in Criminal Syndicate. I um, I like bullseye but, a lot. Yeah, no, he's he's a lot better than people give him credit for. Oh, yeah. But but I, I would still only take him in Criminal Syndicate. Uh, but I, like, it's just I take him in Avengers. Hmm. Just because getting his uh. Back shot to one and his uh hit and run to one just means he's a very very slippery character. Yeah, I can see that. Sure. Um, but yeah, a criminal syndicate list. Uh, I, I think though that my favorite place with him is in Asgard. Mm. And I think I like that number one. I like it thematically because of him helping Thor in Endgame. Yeah. Um, but but like you said, with with the Sin Cabal list, Loki's already there. Mm -hmm. uh, the leadership allows you to remove status effects or heal Groot, uh, which, you know, extra healing on Groot is not terrible if he only has one power to spend. Uh, but I also think Enchantress is another really good, like, annoying piece that you can give. Yeah. And your opponent is forced to target like Thor and Valkyrie mm -hmm. over Groot. And so you have a list where Groot is basically ignored and he can score the back lines or the midpoints while the Asgardians deal with the mm -hmm. the threats and the and the like the pressuring your opponent to make a move. Yeah, for sure. Um there is one thing about Groot that we haven't talked about, which we need to, which is his card, We Are Groot. Oh, absolutely. Um the band and the restricted list, mm -hmm. right? The the fact that we have restricted healing cards now buffs the shit out of We Are Groot. Oh yeah, uh, We Are Groot is a a very solid healing card mm -hmm. that only that only Groot can play. Yeah, um, and it it also is gets the better the whiter the list you're playing. Yes, exactly. So um, it is it's. He, Groot has to pay three, but then his healing bubble is range four. Yeah. So it's like you're gonna get most of your allies in about half of the scenarios. Uh, but again, right? Like Gamma uh, is a wonderful uh, place to take Groot, mm -hmm. and so you're gonna catch everybody if you're playing Gamma. Yeah. Uh, so I think the fact that we now have restricted the healing cards makes Groot and we are Groot even better because you can have three healing cards in Asgard if you no four because you can take Odin's blessing yeah right so if you really want to do that take it take it in 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 your list like it's it's another it's a really good one in criminal syndicate mm -hmm. yeah no it's amazing in criminal syndicate because they want to yeah. stay healthy yeah they need to stay where they are and they want to stay healthy they cannot be flipped um, so I, I, I really do think that We Are Groot and Groot fit in a lot of lists mm -hmm. um, very comfortably. Yeah. Because um, a lot of – and, and in general, a lot of the affiliations want, like, two affiliated cards 
and then two restricted cards, and then you have that fifth spot that's kind of a flex. Well, if you really want that healing, mm-hmm. Groot's a Groot's an awesome healer. Yeah. And he he generally he has three power if he's been attacked. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's it's another. It's one of those things where if you bring We Are Groot, your opponent might not attack Groot, and you're like, oh no, Groot's still scoring those two points that are, like, as long as he scores two points every turn, he's definitely worth taking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm also of the opinion that taking We Are Groot and uh, not getting attacked so you can't play it is still good. Oh, yeah. I, I will say We Are Groot with um, anything that generates extra power is definitely just even better. So oh, yeah. um so the the power what is it called? Infinity the, formula? The infinity Q well I'm not thinking the infinity formula. I'm thinking of the secure that gives you a power every turn. Oh, the extract you mean? Yeah. No no no. No, it's a it, secure. Infinity a secure formula is the secure. Is it? Yeah, infinity formula goes missing. You're thinking of Oh I'm sorry. Yeah. Cosmic cube. That's a cosmic cube. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I think of both are uh, pretty dang solid on him. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a couple, and I think there's two new ones that generate power as well. Mm. Maybe I'm only thinking of one. Uh, the aunt, uh, the the new one that generates VP that costs more power. The more of them you have. Mm. Oh, you know what, mutant madman, where it can damage and give power. Right. Um, no, there's one more. What is it? It place you move your character oh, and then uh, gain two power. Cosmic invasion, black order descent. That's that's you, it. You yes, said new, and I'm just like, oh, must be talking about like the brand new stuff, not like this. Yeah, sorry. Hey, that's that's not in the core box. That's new. <laughs> <laughs> it came out before I joined the game, so it's not new to me. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So we have a couple different directions we've talked about. Um, is there one of them that jumps out to you as something you want to try? I I think I would like to talk the Asgard list. Okay. Uh, Asgard is real interesting points-wise because they go mm-hmm. so high up on the points so quickly. Yeah, and it's nice to have a, a three-point flex, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it it means that Groot can get crowded out at the lower point values. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is definitely not a like a fifteen pointer. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't take Groot under seventeen. I think. Yeah, but it's like we're trying to like showcase Groot, and I do think there are some weird lists you can do at low point values that I would actually enjoy Groot in Asgard, but most of them don't have Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you can run a 14 point of Loki with mind gem enchantress Groot. I mean, it's silly. Wait, no, that's not 14. I did math wrong. Five, nine, 12. Sorry. Um, Mm -hmm. so you would also, 15, you would also get Valkyrie. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it just makes getting him at the low point values. And this is a show where we want to show him off. It's, with how high stacked um, Asgard is, it's really hard to fit in out of affiliation models at low counts. 
I mean, I think... I think you're right. But I would argue that... That with Asgard at 14 points... It does get harder. But so, like, so Loki, Enchantress, Groot, and Valkyrie is 14 points. Uh, 15. And I think... Uh, well, oh, if you take no, the stone. No, yeah. Yeah, if you take the gem. But I would I would argue, so at 14, you can run it unaffiliated very comfortably with Loki, Enchantress, Groot, well, Valkyrie. Leaderless. And then at... Yeah, leaderless. And then at 15, I would upgrade Enchantress to Thor, mm. I think. I think that's the strong choice. Okay. Um, and then at 16, you add the Mind Gem. And then at 16, you can either add the Mind Gem or you can swap Valkyrie out for enchantress if you want to play um if you if you think that that it's best for the scenario you mm-hmm. have a, that choice right yeah so that's 16 mm-hmm. and then at 17 you can add the mind gem mm-hmm. right or yeah. you can upgrade enchantress to angela yeah or at 17 you can downgrade enchantress to uh valkyrie again and run uh, a 2.0 Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And in uh and in Asgard your two pointer Honestly your your two pointer is very flexible with Asgard. Oh yeah. Um I think Okoye, Toad, or Nebula would be my choices. Well based I on w- how you felt like running it. Well, I was going to bring up because we only sort of like saw uh uh Groot is a character I'm only medium on putting on the back point. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the look at me, I'm a target plan with Groot is very good, especially putting up on a middle. And you know which character that Groot enjoys and is good on a back point? Hmm. I don't know. I've kind of avoided this, but go ahead. What do you think? Rocket Raccoon. Oh, really? Do you think Rocket Raccoon and Groot go well together? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to be honest. There are so many people that think Groot and Rocket are basically like a five-point package you only take together. Yeah. I avoided it. But you're right. Rocket is totally a strong choice to take with Groot because of their synergy. Yeah. Well, it's like I don't think of them as a five-point package. I think of them very much in the way that I now think of Corvus Proxima of their like – they're good to have in a list together because when you can get the points to work out, it's fantastic, but they're also both great individual pieces that can be played on their own. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe the, the, the mentality is that people just don't think Groot is worth it without Rocket. Yeah. Um, and I do, yeah, totally. especially because of just how tanky is. Um, yeah, for sure. Then Now, I, I do think... With Asgard, right, generally you don't want a ton of unaffiliated because Odin's Blessing and Rainbow Bridge are so good. Yeah. Uh, but taking Rocket and Groot for five, mm-hmm. right, could be the better choice. Like, if you have an Asgard list right now with Angela, there are probably some scenarios that would be better with Rocket and Groot splitting up. Yeah. Um, or sticking together in the middle and the back. Uh, and it's like the way I feel about Asgard is at times that especially at higher point values they can get so tunnel visioned into their good pieces that they mm-hmm. get super out activated yeah 
totally and this this might be a better like chance to counterplay yeah. um and, and the pro another another problem with asgard is that every single piece in asgard is very good yes. and so bringing rocket and groot and leaving angela on the in your bag feels like you're making a poor choice for a lot of players yeah like but even, give it a try yeah even the worst character in asgard is still very good she just no longer has a home because she's gone power crept in her one faction mm-hmm. yeah which poor hella you deserve better yeah i i really do like hella but uh she's she struggles with some of the other releases mm-hmm. yeah she's just she's gone power crept in her own faction and Classic style Cabal just uses Modoc instead of her for uh, Mystic damage, but mm-hmm. I think she's still the best Mystic 4.0 in the game because she's mm-hmm. she's this weirdly deceptively tanky character. Yeah, okay. In the style of list you're playing her, in, it's going to be very rare for you not to have three souls. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Uh, uh people people think and like Hella's Hella always has two or three souls. It's amazing. Yeah. I really, I really love how she's designed. Um, so let's get people into this actual list because I, I think we're bringing all the Asgardians except for Hela. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm down with that. And then we're bringing the the uh, space gem. What is it that Loki takes? Mind gem. Mind gem. That's right. Close uh, enough. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Rocket and Groot. Yep. Uh, so that puts us at eight pieces. Yes. And there's another tanky boy that I do want to talk about in this context, mm-hmm. which is Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want another really big tanky piece? Play Luke Cage. Yeah. Like, if you just if you just really want to cheese that. No, I like it. Um, I, I was going to recommend Crossbones because I also think he's one of my favorite tanky three-pointers. Yeah. But Luke Cage is also a solid pick. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't take Cage, Crossbones, and Groot. <laughs> that's kind of overboard. Yeah, that's a criminal syndicate list now, there. <laughs> yeah. But now we have one more slot. And I so think I, we want an out-of-affiliation 4-pointer. So a solid out-of-affiliation 4-pointer for Asgard. I feel like I feel like they're a little low on energy attacks. Uh, Enchantress has her beam. That's true. It's Enchantress and Rocket are the only solid, like, consistent energy attacks. Yeah. You, you know, if if we want to if we want to be really cheesy, Black Dwarf is also a fun Asgardian. Yeah, he is, and I'm always down to clown. But um. But the the downside is you would never you would never take Groot cage and black dwarf or even consider it mm-hmm. and so it's making me reconsider taking three tanky boys so a less tanky boy that helps our other tanky boys uh what do you think of cyclops i like cyclops um i've been calling him reverse killmonger because he's like a ranged killmonger yeah and i love him and he's silly and uh, he allows us to move our loki bubble on not loki's turn he allows us to get groot and luke cage back on points up. if they get pushed off um, i don't i don't hate it he's, and he's, he's an energy attacker range attack yep i like it i think that's a nice choice i think if you if you bring that hmm that's also for a 20 point list yeah 
Oh, for sure. And so, like, we're talking about Teojin Mist at that point. Yeah. And just getting people back onto that Mist point is good. Mm-hmm. And then Groot gets to not have to... He can double attack. He can... No, I like it. That's mm-hmm. a really fun one. Okay. So then we've got Thor, Loki, the Mind Gem, Enchantress, Angela, Valkyrie, Rocket and Groot, Cage and Cyclops. Mm-hmm. So now... So we move on to team tactic cards. Yeah. yeah. Obvious can... choices. Odin's Blessing, Rainbow Bridge. We, we are, are Groot. Groot. Uh, what's their combo card called again? Uh, Deadly Duo. That's right. We can take Deadly Duo. We can play... Also play uh, Brother I'm Injured. Uh, sibling Rivalry. Sibling Rivalry, yes. I love Sibling Rivalry. It's very goofy, and if we're planning on taking Loki and Thor ideal mm-hmm. um i think if we take rocket and groot brace for impact becomes a really clutch card yes and i do have a suggestion for a second uh since we have the healing from we are Groot and we're planning on playing Groot a lot do we want to play panic as guardians are really good at panic yeah uh, we're already really good at panic um while it's not quite as good as the old hired muscle plays, it's still very good. And um, it frees up our tactics card slot to have a couple of generic options in there rather than needing... Uh, and it gives us a piece of leverage that not a lot of teams are prepping against anymore considering it's not common anymore. Yeah, no, I like it. I say let's go for it. Mm-hmm. That leaves us two unaffiliated cards yeah so i am a big fan of of the damage boosters mm-hmm. uh and i think one that i really like uh so if your opponent sees you're taking asgard a lot of times they will build a more offensive uh or like pushy list mm-hmm. and so something i've found that's really nice is blind obsession Yep. Because the more the more high point characters that are on the table, the more likely you are to get this perfect blind obsession turn where you lose priority, you play blind obsession, and now your opponent has to stop and say, shit, do I need to activate the target first in order to survive and get my worth out of them? Or do I need to run away with my targeted character mm-hmm. or do i need to bring in another character and try to daze you know yeah. Thor having blind obsession on an enemy's modok right yeah do i need to send in someone else to try to knock out thor um and then it also does stuff like it makes groot into a potential like unkillable you know defender yeah. if, if if somebody has to spread out yeah so uh i i would like blind obsession yeah and then i have a suggestion uh, Let's go. Have you read Warpath? You're going to have to remind me of that one. It comes with uh, Cable, right? Uh, I don't remember which of the upcoming boxes, but it's in one of the June boxes. Okay, so Warpath? Is, uh, it basically is spend one after it's, uh, a character gets damaged by an attack to make an aggressive. Oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah. perfect for this. Yeah. It's yeah, like... no, that's great. Yeah. Uh, the ranges on this entire list are really tricky. Uh, if you bring, like, Enchantress or Loki, they can reposition beams and yeah. lay their beams in better spots. Uh, no, that's genius. I love it. Mm-hmm. Perfect choice. 
it's also like range as Gnostic, so you don't have to be like so close to your opponent when you attack. And also, it's just mm -hmm. a good way to deny a shui. Yeah, it's genius. I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so that puts us at dumb way. You can also uh, aggressive a Groot that got uh, towards the rocket for a deadly duo turn. Yes, <laughs> very nice. I like it. So then we have panic. Mm -hmm. um, what other extracts do we like? Sorry, I'm sorting through them real quick. Uh, you have the physical cards in front of you? No, no, no. I'm using I'm using a website. Ah. Uh, I think we want cosmic cubes. Okay. Yeah, we like power, and we are tanky boys who can recover that damage pretty easily. Yeah, and I think uh, Fear Grip's world as worthy uh, terrorizes cities is another good choice for Asgard. Yes. Uh, side comment, because you are a comics person. Uh, while that arc, while, while the uh, fear itself was completely mediocre, the costuming was amazing. Oh yeah, it was really good. Um, also the, the, there's a comic, there's a sequel comic called Fearless. Yeah, that's uh, Valkyrie that's versus good. Sin, right? Well, it's Valkyrie versus Sin, but she's also against Steve Rogers because she's stealing all the hammers yes. and he's not happy. Yes. And I like that. I like when I like when heroes are against each other, so Yeah. Well, it's also the costume they gave Sin in that comic is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was a really well designed comic. Um and Fearless is a much better story than Fear Itself. Yeah, but I still kinda want Fear Itself Sin because she looks so good. <laughs> yeah. Like just um like they could adapt it into a useful character, right? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So I will say something that if you have hammers, panic and cubes, I really feel like your opponent will never let Asgard pick um <laughs> pick extracts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they're going to be like, "No, no, no, no. I'll pick the extracts." And then uh then that gives us the secures. Which, um, and so... I want to suggest the one that is coming out in Cable's box. Sword establishes base on Moon's blue area. So, the problem I have with that is that it's 14 points. Yeah. Don't you think that limits Asgard? It does, but it's... Uh, our 14 is currently Enchantress, Loki, uh, Groot, Valkyrie, and Valkyrie. Right? And how much yeah, reposition okay. do you have on that team? And how much extra yeah. spending do you have on that team? Yeah, all right. I can see it. Okay. So if we do sword, um, I think another easy pick is infinity formula. No, infinity formula is maybe a risk because if they get you in low points, you might struggle. Yeah. Uh, I think on the other end of the spectrum, uh, we can target mutant madman. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. That's a really good one because it damages you, gives you power, and then you can just heal the damage away. And also, Groot, um, for physical. Oh, yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, so if we have Mutant and Sword, I mean, I do feel like Gamma Wave is an easy one. Um, <laughs> it forces it forces your opponent into a lot of, a lot of lists uh, that don't have a lot of, like, opponent positioning. Kind of, it forces a, a punch fight. Yeah. And that's and that's a bad news. We have a Loki bubble in a gamma game. That's never yep. bad. Um and it's it's I always look at whatever we're trying to prioritize, I always look at two of what we're really good at and then one that we're better at than the other teams that are better at the first two. Yeah. That's fair. And I think that is a good call. So we're ending up with gamma, 
Uh, the mutant madman and the sword establishes base on Moon's blue area. Yeah. And then we have the the hammer scenario. We have panic, and we have the cosmic cubes mm-hmm. as our extracts. Yeah. This is. No, a, I like it. This is a real interesting list, and not the direction I was expecting to go with this episode. Oh really? I was expecting to be able to uh, talk about just an annoying ass criminal syndicate list with Groot and Mysterio. I mean, that is also a really fun way to build it. Just like, um. just be so annoying. <laughs> I and, think that could really, really piss off somebody who's learning to play the game. Oh yeah, no, like no. It. If you want to piss off that person even more, put Black Cat in too. Uh, see, that's just some filthy stuff right there. I know, but like, it's the there's. A couple different directions we talked about with Groot that just there, and there are like a couple others that I would look at um, that are interesting. Um, I have definitely I I have seen Groot as weird bodyguard buddy for a Red Skull before, and that worked out pretty well. Just like my Red Skull is planning on making big attacks that throw your big characters. And then I have a Groot that I can hail Hydra my, the attacks into that's going to stay alive forever. Yeah, that's a pretty solid choice. Um, and in specifically the Infinity League kit, um, because I did play the Guardians for the Infinity League, uh, there is a soul gem card where you can, once per game, swap the damage tokens on two characters. And Groot in any team in that format is amazing with that card. It's beady. I like it. Yeah, because you're just like, oh, you damaged my attacker? Cool, it's now all on Groot, and he will slowly heal it. Have fun with my now healthy attacker. Yeah, I really I really hope people give Groot, like, more flex spaces. Um, it's definitely getting to the point in the game where, like, you can, you can build so many interesting lists <laughs> if you're willing to, like, play around with some of the characters. Uh, and I think even though Groot, you know he doesn't have that much on mm-hmm. his card. He 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 can do so much. And it's the power of bringing an interesting list is that your opponent, you're asking a set of questions your opponent does not immediately know the answer to, and that is powerful mm-hmm. inherently. Oh hell yeah! Mm-hmm. It's uh it's part of why I've been running Crossbones so much, and mm-hmm. people underestimate him. Oh yeah. No, um, while while I am not playing Crossbones right now, I have run Sinkaball, um, before, and he is he is a monster in that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have done Sin, in- chain activation into a doomed Crossbones to daze a Cable, a another five pointer, and a Hawkeye. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> Doom prophecy on him is really good, apparently. I mean, yeah, there's there's a reason doomed prophecy is like is restricted, right? Like, yeah. Uh huh. Well, so I am playing for league. I am playing doomed prophecy Wakanda. Oh, I like that. So for my Wakanda wave, I am running Agent Widow and Mystique as my splashes because you get deception out of Mystique, and you also get the Wakanda forever without any reactive abilities. Yeah. And then Agent Widow, the extra VP for dazing someone is so much, people don't realize that. Yeah, that's... Huh. 
All right, man. I like it. That's pretty cool. I'm currently 1-0. Yeah. At I want to know how you do. Yeah. It's it's a fun list. Um, also, at higher point values, you run Killmonger and go six wide and just go beat face. Because, like, Black Panther ain't a bad Doom Prophecy target either. Yeah. And you might be able to run a Craven soon, based however his card falls out. Cause... Yeah. No, I am very excited for new Spider-Foes. I've been helping out with some neat tech. It's not, like, mind-blowing going to fix Spider-Foes from having the most stairs in the skill ladder. Um, yeah. But it's it's new, interesting, fun stuff to play with. Um, have you have you heard the rumor about Norman Osborn in a new Spider-Man movie? I I am not a Marvel fan for the movies. Okay. So well, I think it affects the game. Uh, so the the rumor for is that Willem Dafoe is coming back as Green Goblin, uh-huh. and in the movie. Willem Dafoe is the one who assembles the Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, is that why Green Goblin is the Spider-Foe's leader? <laughs> is it because they knew ahead of time that would he would be like, a leader? And I was like, huh. And they did... Uh, I do know that the reason MODOK is in the game is because Marvel suggested him as being a good choice because like he would be a popular character and he would have you know like they knew he was coming out for the show and and well i think more specifically right around the same time the avengers video game came out where modok was the villain oh yeah for sure that was about a god was that a year ago that game has gone nowhere uh it's it's had its first expansion um one of the players in my local scene in uh, is uh, actually a member of the dev team. So, oh, okay. I know more about that than most people, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I I played it for about 50 hours, and I was just like, what? Well, it needs it needs more. Yeah. And so I'm excited. I, I think it has potential, but I was just like, has anything expanded it so that's cool i i need to dive back in and check it out if there's the expansion yeah i think hawkeye got added and a couple other characters have gone added um yeah they added kate bishop hawkeye and that was the last i tried mm. so i need to check it out but yeah no it's i i am excited for this game to get to the point where they run out of characters that are in the mcu Mm. We still got a handful too. Oh yeah, um, we still got the War Machine and Sam. Mm-hmm. I Which... had a list at one point that was like the characters that are coming. I think. Well, so my dream is for us to get the entire Marvel vs. Capcom three roster. Well, I mean, I don't think we're gonna get Capcom. But... I yes, no, I understand that, but like the the long range unlikely pick off of that is Shuma Grath, and I want them to get him in the game. I think everyone else is pretty solidly in the eventually camp. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling up the roster now because I want to see who got in it. Um. Okay. So Captain America, Deadpool. Oh, Doctor Doom. We need Doctor Doom. Yeah. Uh, Dormammu. He's been rumored by like leaks, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Fist, Iron Man, Magneto, Modok. Oh, Nova. Yes. Mm-hmm. We need Nova. Yep. I will take either version of Nova and be equally happy. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix. I mean, yeah, we're getting Jean Grey. That's close enough. Yeah. Sentinel, another 
potential rumor. Maybe mm -hmm. we're getting She-Hulk. Shumagorath is definitely the one we're most likely like not to get, but maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, Super Scrawl. Yeah, we need Super Scrawl. Mm -hmm. And X-23, hell yes. I want X-23. Oh. I want her packaged with her sister. That's what I want. Uh, I kind of want... Yeah, that that is definitely a solid one. Um, I also, at some point, and I imagine this will happen, want a package of just Yukiko and Teenage Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Just have the girlfriends in a box, because that's the type sure. of person I am. Is is Yukiko in the comics? I don't know. I'm not on, that I'm much checking. of a comics nerd. But like, hold on, I'm checking. <laughs> I'm checking. Hold on. <laughs> Yukio is a fictional character appearing in American comic books. She is a female ninja and a supporting character of the X-Men, particularly associated with Wolverine. So she is completely different in the comics. Mm -hmm. She runs an illegal nightclub in Osaka now. Good for her. Yeah, there you go. But she's not, like, super happy and and kind and sweet so that's yeah. too bad mm -hmm. <laughs> all right yeah there's just there's a lot of characters i want to see in this game like give me oh, my pirate sure. captain give me my pirate captain <laughs> kitty pride leading the marauders yes and that'd be fun at some point we need a second run of storm with her mohawk and a hook punk jacket I I would be down for a, like a threat five or six storm. That would be nice. I want Queen of the Molochs. Okay. What what if we got Mohawk Vampire Storm? Wait, was that an alternate? I think that was an alternate I, uh, yeah. universe actually. That was that was the Exiles, wasn't it? Mhm. Mm yeah, that was the Exile. That's but, not a real storm, I'm sorry. Like if we get Queen of the Molochs, we also get Siri. Yeah. That'll who, be cool. Who is also so good, and her stuff in the new comics is also so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's just... There's a lot of X-Men that I want, in particular versions of X-Men. Because... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like you got it. you're gonna have to... We're gonna have to uh, mod some of them. Yeah, we're going to have to wade through all the 80s costumes that are kind of terrible. Yeah, I mean, I made my own Bombastic Bagman model, because I thought it would be funny. Yeah, no. That I could see them announcing as an April Fool's joke one year. Maybe, yeah. I think Bombastic Bagman, uh, they could release Herbie before the Fantastic Four. That'd be funny. One year they could announce Howard the Duck. See, but I think Howard the Duck would be a good one to release, and you package him with Spider-Ham. Mm. I was going to say with the Collector. Oh, yeah, that would be fun, too. Mm -hmm. And no, And then you do Spider-Ham and... Uh, the other one with the Mac from... Oh, uh, yeah. What's her name? From Spider-Verse, but yeah. Or, yeah. or, or just Spider-Noir, because I also want Spider-Noir. <laughs> and there are so many great characters in the Marvel Universe that don't get enough love that we need to get more representation for. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, I think... What what I hope is that Kamala Khan has a leadership for champions. Yeah, that would be cool. Because champions right now could be Miles Morales, um, Ironheart. There's a f Iron. I mean, well, yeah, Ironheart coming out. 
<laughs> is Ironheart is probably very likely because the show's coming out, and yeah. it would be a mistake to just leave characters on like out of the game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, there are a lot of like the MCU stuff has basically they're they're building the Young Avengers right now. So yeah. They could they could bring in. It's, uh, it's from the way I'm looking at it, the building up the Young Avengers versus the Thunderbolts. It seems very likely to me as well. That's been my prediction, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they recast uh, Cassie Lang, and they yeah. had a good actress for her. And the only reason to recast her would be if they saw her being in a bunch of movies. Yeah. So they've they they've got stature coming out. Hawkeye is Kate Bishop's Hawkeye is being set up in the Hawkeye show. Potentially Scarlet Witch's twins, mm-hmm. America Chavez, Ironheart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we have Elijah Bradley. Wait, Elijah? I forget which Eli Bradley. Yeah, Eli Bradley is mm-hmm. the is the grandson, and they set him up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So and yeah, totally. There, there's there's a lot of stuff that they set up there, and like they got Baron Zemo out recently, and in the Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I I'm also like okay, the the Contessa is gonna be leading is backing the Thunderbolts. That's that's very, very much like mm-hmm. what I think is gonna happen. Also, I'm surprised we haven't gotten Agent Thirteen yet. Isn't isn't Agent Thirteen? What's her name? Sharon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the game, yeah. I mean, so we we also don't have Nick Fury. Yeah. So, but, and uh, Quake is in the art of one of the cards. Yes. So I, I think that's you know that's something that we can we can expect her to come down the line. I I think it's pretty clear that as the game goes on, we're gonna get like a Sharon Carter packaged with a Nick Fury or something, right? I would have seen. I want to. I I'm going to put my money down on Nick Fury being packaged with Marie Hill. Maybe. And Marie Hill being like a support two-piece. Possibly. I, I just, I I don't know. I don't know how many non-superhero shield people they'll be able to like fit in the game. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Because you the problem with them is, is that what they can do in this game is very similar. Yeah. But it's, and... it's specifically... Marie Hill as like a field leader type like having like the ability field leader type 2.0 yeah who is who is good about because like she's the administrative character and so she is good about like organizing the battlefield and moving stuff around like that which Mm -hmm. is a very unique position compared to the rest of the shield characters yeah that's fair and then I we're going to see Quake at some point. I'm very excited. I would not be surprised if if we if they aren't doing champions with Kamala Khan, I would expect it to be Kamala and another inhuman and then Quake and another inhuman as a second line of of inhuman support. Yeah. For sure. Uh I what is it? So we have Kamala Khan can be an inhuman. Mm-hmm. Quake is an inhuman. We have Kriak or whatever his name is. Karnak. Karnak. Thank you. I'm not. Yeah, the... I mean, so Karnak and Triton are the the royal family members that we don't have. Yeah. Uh, but then there were a ton of new Inhumans that didn't go anywhere, and I wouldn't expect to join the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's four Inhumans that are I think well enough known that they could sell. Yeah. 
And, like, there's a bunch of tiny, tiny characters that I want to see in this game, like Zorn. I, I don't know if we'll get a Zorn. I don't think we will, but I just okay. want the black hole behind the mask where you can do a suicide attack. Yeah, fair. In in the comics, is Zorn... Zorn is his brother, right? Didn't they say Magneto killed the first one? And they've never appeared in, the, in Krakoa, have they? So, no. Uh, I'm specifically talking about the Zorn from the future arc of House of X, Power of X. Okay, I Who goes down I in a blaze of him. boy. Um, okay, I need to check that. Um, yeah, no, he he is one of, like, the hybrids. Um, oh, okay, yeah. From the future, um, and he's the one with, like, just the, like, empty space with a mask floating there. Mm-hmm. Um, and a cool outfit, and then he dies when they pull open the mask, and it's just a black hole inside. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, you know, on his injured side, he can have attack where it has more dice for the more health he has remaining, and then he immediately KOs in this, like, big yeah, area that's attack. A, that's a cool one. I, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Also, I want the uh, Cuckoos. I I think the, the Cuckoos could be our first, like, multiple figures on one base model, and that would be really fun. The way I want them to work, which is not how they're going to work because it would be too much plastic, would be they're a three-pointer, and each one in, each one has a different card for all five of them. But if you already oh, have gosh. bought one of them, the other ones are cheaper, and they all count for one affiliation slot. Oh, I hate it. That's such a mess. Uh, it would be such a mess. But it, it would like be their that, unique identity. Just, yeah, but like, but they do the same thing, and they they in the comics they always work together when they're using their powers effectively. Mm-hmm. Well, they've also um, in House of X specific in, in the Cable comics out of House of X they've really worked on differentiating the the sisters. Yeah, sort of. But their 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 main thing is still that they're a hive mind. Yeah. And they use their powers to get I don't know. I I think yours is more likely, but I think mine would be more mechanically interesting. I uh, I think it's a mess. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a bad idea. Anything anything that like I think if you if you did that and they had their own like activations and they had their own cards I think it would be a lot, and it would be really hard to design, and then it would be really hard to, like, have certain players understand it. Mm. And I think it could get really muddled really quickly. Um, but yeah, I think... I, I, like, I like the idea of the, them being, like, you know, a weaker version of Jean Grey or Cassandra Nova kind of thing. Whatever, whatever Jean Grey and Cassandra Nova do... Yeah. Right? When we see them, if they could be, like, a weaker version, that'd be sweet. But we're also going to get Emma Frost at some point, and I cannot wait. Yeah, we should probably get Emma Frost before we get her clones. <laughs> Maybe they come in a box, because they are kind of her clone-slash-daughters at this point. Yeah, I could also see um, Emma Frost coming with, like, the Kitty Pride model, or... Mm. Yeah. Because I do, I do really like a villain and a hero packaged together. Yeah, uh, that's one of my that's one of my personal things I really like when the game does it, mm-hmm. um, especially if they're like Wolverine and Sabretooth. Um, 
I'm... Beast and Mystique is kind of funny because you're just like, they're both blue. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. While we will never get her in the game, I am glad they did reference Destiny on one of Mystique's cards. Yeah, I... There, there's just certain characters that I don't think the game should get, yeah. and yeah, Destiny's one of them. Um, I don't think we should get Professor X either. Me neither. <laughs> but like, people don't like to hear that. It's. I think he would be an interesting ultimate encounter. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And that's um, how you get him into the game. But I don't. I think he is too high of a power level for this game. See, I, I think that there are certain characters in Marvel. That what they do is they like send other people out on battles, yeah. or they um, or they are like behind the scenes, or they are like manipulators. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like to me, uh, who did you say? You said the collector earlier, and I'm like the collector would be cool in that he's very iconic, but at the but at the same time, right? The collector doesn't really fight people; he makes other people fight for him. And so mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun. Well, I, I would not be surprised if we get a collector model because they're going to do a line of Eternals. That is pretty dang obvious. And from the comics, collector is probably the most recognizable current uh, uh, of the Eternals that is already out in the MCU and kind of percolating there. I don't think the collector is an Eternal. He's, a, um, he's an elder of the universe. I thought he was... An Eternal, but that's been retconned, was originally one of the Eternals, and then it got retconned into the Elders of the Universe and the Eternals being two different things? I don't know. It's it's possible. Mm-hmm. That was my understanding of it. It was like, originally, Ego, the Living Planet, and the Gardener, and the Collector were all officially Eternals, and then got shoved off into their own thing when they made the Eternals more of an action thing. Well, so the so the Eternals are very specifically like the race made on Earth by the Celestials, mm-hmm. and the the Celestials are they are like the first life that came from another universe, right? They came. No, that's Galactus. <laughs> Welcome to Marvel lore. The, okay, it's a mess. so the elders, the elders of the universe. Mm-hmm. Are each the 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 oldest? Each of them is a representative of their species, and they are the oldest. They are basically the last remnant of their entire species, and they each represent like one thing that they've dedicated themselves to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think they're related to the Eternals because the Eternals are much newer because the Eternals were created by the Celestials, and the Celestials could be considered as, like, peers of the Eternals. Of the, 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 what are they called? Sorry. The Elders of the Universe. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't know. I'm, I, it's very possible that they've used the words, like, interchangeably. Yeah. But I don't think the Collector was ever set up that he was an Eternal, like the Jack Kirby Eternals. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... The... I also don't know if we're going to get the Eternals in the game. I don't know. I, I would put money on it because they have a movie coming up. That's fair. Um, And they are... I play some of the mobile games, and they're starting to get put into the mobile games. That's fair. Um, And so it's... If, if a character has not shown up in... Because, like, of the mobile games, 
all of the characters that are in MCP are basically in the mobile games at this point. Mm-hmm. Plus a lot of other stuff. So if they haven't shown up in the mobile game, I don't think they will appear in MCP at this point. It's kind of my view of it. Okay. But, like, doesn't the mobile games also, like, have, you know, like, they'll have, like, Devil Dinosaur, and they'll have, I don't know. I, I think the amount of, the cost and the, like, risk of including a mobile game character versus a, you know, essentially $20 physical product for each oh, yeah. individual character. Yeah. Uh, but it's, like, the brand pushing. They've been making, yeah. like... The smaller characters, they don't make a big hoo-ha. They are just like, here's another character alongside this big character. But they've really been pushing the Eternals. Okay. Which, Which is... makes sense. Yeah. Um, also, side note, if uh, the actor who plays Gilgamesh in the Eternals is in a fantastic Korean crime drama you can watch on Netflix called Bad Guys. Okay. I, I found that, that out recently, cool. and I just... I am super excited about that because he's a very good actor. He plays a very good heavy. So nice. All right, that sounds cool. But yeah, yeah, I'm 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 very excited. To, if if we get the Eternals, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, they've added Icarus and Cersei into okay. uh, Future Fight, which is the specific mobile game I play. And they okay. made big events out of uh, specifically Icarus. They made a massive event out of. Alright. So, yeah. Um, and they're currently d- putting new costumes on all of the Dark Order. Because, of course, they are. Yeah. I I would be... So, one of the things that happened recently in the, the Marvel comics... Have you read the Eternals? No, I have not read the Eternals comics. So, I'll be honest. When it comes to comic books, I'm more of a DC guy. Okay. Um, they've, um... They've... They've... So they've started to kind of gender swap some of the uh, gender and race swap some of the characters to match the movie characters in the movie. Yeah, does not surprise so, me. So like, uh, Icarus is is I think he's like Richard Madden in the movie, so he's still a white guy. But like Ajax uh, mm-hmm. is Selma Hayek, but in the comics he was a you know he was a white guy. So Ajax is now looking like Selma Hayek. And Makari is, like, he went from, like, another white guy to now he's, like, a black woman. And mm-hmm. um, so it's, they're kind of, like, updating the Eternals to fit the movie. Mm-hmm. And so I would be curious if they went with old designs or if they went with the new uh, the new characters. Because mm-hmm. that could be really cool. Well, we also need to get a second wave of Valkyries coming in. That's, uh, speaking of characters that got updated gender, uh, uh, sex, uh, race-wise in the movies... Um, yeah. with the new Valkyries comic, they've like com- they've created the movie Thor Ragnarok Valkyrie as a separate character from yes the other Valkyrie. That I did I did think that was interesting. Yeah, she's like one of the original Valkyries, right? Yeah, and I would not be surprised if we get her and uh, Jane Foster Thor sometime around Love and Thunder. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the uh, female Thor has to be on the way. Oh yeah, no, it- I've. I have I have predicted that ever since uh Thor came when Thor came out right he's the mighty he's uh he's Thor God of Prince Thunder. of Asgard Prince of Asgard yeah he's Thor Prince of Asgard and I was like interesting that he's already got a title attached to his name yeah which will make it easier 
to replace him with the mighty Thor once she comes out. Yeah, and then, like, I would not be surprised if at some point we get Red Guardian and whatever her face is, you know... Yelena Belova. Thank you. Who, who, if she comes out, would be the third Black Widow. And I cannot wait for people who are stupid to get upset. Oh, yeah. No, I'm ready for the discourse. Bring it on. Yeah. But it's like, at this point, I'm expecting every movie to get at least a couple of their characters into the game. Like, I'm expecting Shang-Chi at this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. Shang-Chi's coming. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, like... If, if, it's, if it's in the MCU, it is instantly way more recognizable than 99% of the Marvel things. Yeah. Um, and if the movie is good, which... Eternals, you know, Eternals has that that top tier director and Shang Chi. That I'm, I love. I'm excited for that. I love Kim's convenience. I'm very excited for Shang Chi. I'm just excited that they are continuing on the proud tradition of the flying nothing. Man, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> oh no, I I say that as a compliment. Yeah. It's uh. Do you know what I mean by that? I do. Yeah. Okay. Um. But, like, I saw one of those in the trailers. It's like, ooh, good stunt safety! Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of people I want to see, and a lot of costumes that I doubt I will see, but I want to see. Like, I need to play... When I paint up my sin, eventually, I'm going to do red face sin. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dallas did one like that. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. But, like... Th- uh, I, I If I can get it to work, I want to do her in, like, the old... In, because they had that kind of sort of pinup picture for with uh Sin and Valkyrie in, uh, the Fearless. Mm-hmm. And I kind of I really like that Sin costume, and I think I can put it onto the way that the model is currently sculpted. I'd have to see it, but it's possible, yeah. Because it it's just like the tank top, the white military tank top, and the military pants. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. She has, It's like those old-style Germany pants that are all poofy on the top? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And, like, I think I can make that work. Yeah, that's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be relatively easy. I, uh, when I, I, when I was removing detail, uh, on my model, you can just kind of brush on, like, plastic glue to melt off details, and, and then you can, like, kind of cut it and shape it. Mm-hmm. So, I think you could do that, for sure. Yeah. And I need to redo, like, most of the X-Men, because, ugh, the 80s costumes are not pretty. Oh, what? No, the Jim Lee era. I love it. Okay, for context, I grew up on X-Men Evolution, so it's like, I skidded right past all of that. So, you want blue leather? Uh, For some of them, yes, but not for everybody. Um, I like a lot of the more modern designs. I want, like, I really want to make, uh, well, classic design that they have repurposed in a modern way, uh, green dress, Jean Grey. Okay, yeah. Is what I want to do with, like, my Jean Grey Uh, model. The Marvel Girl costume. Yeah. And then it's like, I want the, like, X-shaped visor for Cyclops with the black outfit and... Beast is Beast. You, there's not much you do with Beast. Um, yeah. I mean, he's... Yeah, unless we're talking about one of his, like, mutations, He's he's been the same since, like, the, the 80s. Yeah. For sure. And then, 
like, Toad is Toad, but I kind of really want to get him glasses because that's what he has in the current comics, and it's really cute. And then... I did enjoy the, X- the X-Men Evolution show. That was fun. Yeah, it was... Okay, this is a backhanded I mean, compliment, like... but I'm intending it as a compliment. It's, what if uh, you made X-Men as a CW show? Yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Which I am 100% here for. What if X-Men was Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah. I am a hundred... As someone who's currently looking and diagnosing the current CW lineup for what I'm going to review and what I'm not going to review, I am into that. (laughs) Yeah. We are getting a reboot of the 4400. I am excited. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's cool. Yeah. Um... And then we also just got the trailer for the Gossip Girl reboot, which I am so excited about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff coming up, um, which you can hear about in my TV and movie podcast that I have on my Patreon. Uh, nice. Good segue. You got it. <laughs> good shilling. Uh, so come please support the show and all of my endeavors between the show, my TV reviews, and... Uh, my streaming uh, Arkham Horror the Card Game at uh, patreon.com slash white. We are literally recording this about four hours before that Patreon goes live. So I don't know how it's doing yet, but I'm excited. Um, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at the Recalibration Matrix Facebook page. Uh, or Recalibration Matrix on Patreon. And like I said earlier, our Patreon has gone free for the time being uh, until Jay and I can get a more consistent schedule. Um, We don't want to agree. We don't want to charge people money for our inconsistent posts yet. So we're still recording and everything. It's just we we aren't doing it uh, four times a month like we promised. So uh, So come and listen. Yes. Go and listen. And as I mentioned before, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Lexa White. Um, If you want to see me talk about TV, come visit ggypt.tumblr.com. That's ggypt.tumblr.com. If you want to see me play something completely different, uh, uh, I am on twitch.tv slash games most Saturday and Sunday mornings um, playing custom Arkham Horror the Card Game content. And it's a whole lot of fun, and we also do a lot of design talk there as well in the early early morning hours PST. Um, and if you want to reach out to me, I am Lexa White on Discord on all the MCP Discords and Egypt on all the non-MCP Discords. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, bud. And keep experimenting, people. Yeah.